there and welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Podcast. My name is Tobias Dahlberg. I am a strategist. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the founder of Wonder Inc. And Wonder is a strategic brand and design consultancy. And just a reminder, the Extraordinary Podcast is about why you need to be extraordinary in today's world and why the worst place you can be in business is being seen as mediocre or average. The days of average are over. The reason for that is that we as customers, consumers, we have more and better choice. We have higher expectations. We have less patience. And just if you have a product or a service, a reputation, a brand that is not helping you stand out and making it clear for customers who you are, what you stand for, and most importantly, why people should choose you, then we won't even notice you. And there's so many companies like that out there. And my mission is to help these companies discover their potential to be extraordinary. Because I do believe there's potential, just like there's potential in every human being, there's potential in every business to turn it around and be extraordinary. And if you've heard me talk about being extraordinary before, you know that a way that I define that, the ideal is to be considered the only choice by as many customers as possible. When you're the only choice, it means you do something for people that no one else does. And you wouldn't want to substitute an extraordinary brand, an extraordinary relationship, because those extraordinary relationships, brands and companies or products or services they just mean so much to you. So when we say mean, what does that really mean? It means that there's value, that there's some kind of unique value. And that is, of course, the core idea behind strategy, which gets me a little bit closer to the point of this little rant, which is to say that for the past 12 years, I've been a strategist that was I left a corporate career working for companies like uh, Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company, and Nike, and I worked in the media industry a little bit in, in, in different countries. And uh, then I set out to found Wonder. And uh, well, actually I worked uh, at another agency for a couple of years before that, and then uh, now I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years. But that's a total of 12 years and I've been privileged to work with over 100 different organizations and talk to far many more. And I've had the privilege to work with everything, you know, from CEOs and board members and boards to leadership teams, to middle management, to front end, to production. And I've been involved in countless deep conversations with customers because a lot of what we do is research and qualitative research, or we actually uh, use design research methodologies here to inform strategy, to inform uh, innovation, branding, everything where we need to create a better future. My number one observation, and here comes the punchline, my number one observation from working for quite some time with all this organization, if there is one thing where companies fail, what do you think it is? Well, I'll tell you what it isn't. It's not, as perhaps you'd think, that these companies 
are pursuing the wrong strategy, that they're boldly going all in with something and then they fail. I mean, surely that happens. But the most common thing, which I see every week, is that companies don't really pursue a strategy at all. Yes. Sounds weird, doesn't it? What I mean by that is, if you think about strategy, strategy means that you try to reach a position in the mind of the customer that makes them think of you and experience you in a certain way, which makes them behave in a certain way in order for them to do business with you. Now, I know that that's kind of a brand and customer-sided take on strategy, but it's the only right one. Because unless your strategy is connected to the customer, to their world, to their needs, then it's not really a strategy. And so many of these companies that I'm referring to many of which you've never heard of and you will never hear from them or about them because they are mediocre. They have this problem that they don't connect a strategy to customer needs. And in other words, these customers, they don't see these companies for who they are, what they stand for, and most importantly, why they should choose these companies, their products, their services, their brands. And that is the biggest problem that I see every week, every month, every year. Companies play too safe, but as I like to say, safe is the new risky. And what do I mean by that? Well, I mean that playing it too safe means that you don't really take a stand and you don't pursue a, 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 any kind of strategy. And when you don't pursue any kind of strategy, you don't really become different in a way that people care about. And there's, no, there's so much indecision out there and there's so much safe playing that you end up being seen as mediocre or worse yet, no one knows that you exist. And that's just sad. And so... People think of these brands that I mention uh, if they know that they exist. In many of these studies, people will think that they are mediocre, they're average, or they describe them in ways that you wouldn't want to hear. They say things like, oh, they're just boring, they're dull, that experience is just like below my standards. And that, of course, that hurts, but you know, it's good to start with the realities. Many of us are too mediocre. Many of us have too low standards. And if you know the gist of this whole podcast series, it's about fixing that problem. I'm someone who really profoundly believes in this idea that in order to succeed in business, you have to be extraordinary. You have to stand out and really stand for something and really create massive value. Because at the end of the day, whoever creates the most value wins in business. Pretty logical, right? Now, you might ask yourself, so what is he talking about, this mediocrity? Of course, it was never good being mediocre. But why is this extra important right now in the times that we're living right now? Well, a couple of reasons. First, when you are seen as mediocre, you're not being noticed. And secondly, we have so much more choice as customers, better choice, 
than ever before, and we are pickier, we are more impatient, we don't tolerate average, we're used to getting so much better, and we practically have access to almost anything we want, whenever we want it, and uh, that is causing the shift. And, and what is making the shift possible is another reason, and that's because we're all connected now, we're empowered, this is the age of the customer. And behind all of this is the fact that these companies that are trying so desperately to get your attention and to pitch you their products, their brands, their services, they have to deal with certain realities that didn't exist before. So back in the day, you were trying to create barriers to competition, which meant, let's say you invested in a factory, you invested in a patent, or you, know, you did something that sort of erected a, a barrier to entry. And that could just be capital as well, because some uh, industries, you have to make massive investments just to be in the game. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen today. Of course it does. But the trend, which will just continue, uh, is that people have access to the same means of production, even if you're practically a one-person show. Like that's maybe taking it a little bit far, but it's true in many industries. Like uh, seven out of the top 10 companies in the world are platform-based companies, which means they don't really have a sort of back end to their business. And the back end, well, that's like your supply chain, logistics, R&D, product innovation, all these activities. Uh, they don't even have it. You know, they outsource everything. Or they, or let's say they just connect buyers and sellers. And what they focus on is to create, you know, creating great customer relationships, getting, uh, you know, getting attention, and they're able to, to provide something that no one else can. But back to these companies that are struggling and why they're, you know, why they're, why they're really struggling. Uh, what I was saying is that, you know, since we have access to all these means of production, and and what I mean by that is like cheaper, oh, uh, you know, we have access to cheap automation, to software to a global, you know, uh, network of, of suppliers, you know, so we can scale production and a global network of talent and skilled workers and cheap labor. You know, if you look at someone like uh, Shopify today, you could just basically set up a new retail, like an online, online retail store, an, uh, an e-tail, I guess the name is, or be an e-tailer in, in the matter of a few minutes. And not only that, you can also have products to sell and it could be up and running in a matter of minutes. You have drop shipping, you have everything plug and play and you could be in the game. So that's the trend and that's what really causing so many companies to struggle because they're trying to create competitive advantage out of a system that doesn't really work that well anymore. There's very little uh, operational efficiency to be squeezed out of the back end. There's very little competitive advantage to be mined in those areas. I'm not saying there isn't, but that's the trend, and I'm doing this to prove a point. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to get away from that mindset of just um, focusing on business as perhaps we've done for the last 250 years where we've been so obsessed about products and making things cheaper, faster, better. We've been obsessing over operational efficiency, like driving efficiencies up, driving productivity up, 
driving costs down, standardizing everything. And so we mastered that. And don't get me wrong, that was like the greatest management innovation of all time. The industrial age like put so many millions out of poverty and created such welfare for us that now we can have new problems. Now we can have, uh, we can have hobbies and we can have problems like uh, you know, all the types of first world problems that we have. And uh, maybe we should feel a bit ashamed of that. But that's the reality. That's the reality. So people have other types of problems. And what also leads to, we have other types of needs. So now we just don't want products anymore. And most of us, we actually, we have enough stuff at home. So what we want are experiences. We want meaning. And that's why companies need to make this shift away from focusing on only products and to focusing on customers and really asking themselves, what can we make customers? How can we create better customers? How can we make customers do more? Not just have more, but do more and be more. So you look at some companies that are doing this really well. I think what they're doing well is they're not only giving people sort of what they want, which would be an outcome. So I want to be, you know... um, I want to fill my stomach and I, wanna, I don't want to be hungry. Or I want something a bit higher than that. I want to be fit and, I, and the product helps me do that. But they also provide a great experience. Uh, while I want to be healthy and fit, a brand can do more for me. They can teach me something. They can provide value in many more ways than just selling me on a product. And thirdly, they create value in the third space, which is sort of speaking to those higher needs which is about meaning. So it could be about connection. If I join a CrossFit gym, for example, I could feel a sense of connection. I've never had a class of CrossFit in my life, but I'm just pretending. Uh, So people have this sense of connection and belonging. And like when you combine these three levels of value creation, so giving people exactly what it is they want as their outcome, like the job to be done, Uh, doing it in a way so that the process of getting what you want is a great experience. You can create a lot of value in the experience realm. And you could also do it in a way that really means something to people. So what I always like to say when we speak about strategy is that strategy is not just about differentiation. Because any great strategy today needs to be rooted in differentiation unless you can be the you know, the price leader, which very few of us can. So un- unless you're like one, uh, you know, one out of a hundred, you need to be different. But dif- being different isn't just about actually being different from competition. You know, because when we're focused on things like competitive advantage, we tend to focus on, we tend to focus on competition. You know, that's the yardstick. So we're different. We're doing something other than our competitor. Well, you know, the customer doesn't care about that. The customer is the yardstick. We should measure ourselves against the customer. So what I really meant to say is that differentiation is not about you being different from competition. Differentiation is about making a difference in the lives of customers And when you do that by creating more value in the different realms I was describing, you have a chance of doing something that really matters in the lives of customers. And that is the first step to becoming extraordinary. 
Like when people depend on you for something. And I always talk about this idea of being, you know, the only choice. That that is really the ultimate goal. And I call that the holy grail of business. Because the brands that are able to to become so important to people, to do something for people that no one else does, they have a chance to be the only choice. And when you're the only choice, you get all the business. You are probably more profitable. You probably have higher margins. You probably have more loyalty from customers. So that should be the goal. You know, We shouldn't be so focused on competition. We shouldn't be so focused on uh, trying to be better and just focus on our products. Because at the end of the day, people don't buy products. People don't buy how you do things. Well, increasingly they do when it comes to ethics and these kinds of things. But besides that, what they buy is value and meaning. They buy things because, or we buy things, because we want to be better off in some ways. And now we are already better off in terms of materialistic welfare. Of course, we need that and we want more, but you get the point. So what we now need or want are higher value things like you know inclusiveness, connection, belonging, empowerment, learning and growth, and transformation. I think transformation is the highest form of value that you can create. And so I'll leave you with those thoughts and what I really really want you to get from this is this whole idea of raising the standards of focusing and making sure that your brand your business your product your services you stand out not just shouting look i'm here but actually in a way that people care about differentiation is not about being different from competitors it's about making a difference in people's lives and when you do that you have a chance to be extraordinary. The only choice, the holy grail of business. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I hope you got something out of that. And as always, uh, I'd be really happy to engage with you. So through LinkedIn, through YouTube, through any channel. Actually, this is a podcast, so this probably won't be on YouTube. But in any case, uh, you'll, you'll find my name, Extraordinary with Tobias Dahlberg. I have a website. And if you want to check out my companies, wonderagency.com and kokoromoi.com. That's K-O-K-O-R-O-M-O-I.com. And uh, I'll be looking forward to engaging with you. And I hope you have a great weekend. This is a Friday where I'm recording. But if it's not, I hope you have a great start of the week or whatever day it is. Thanks for tuning in and looking forward to engaging with you again. Bye.